following podcast may contain a shitload of popular profanity. Live from Mighty Trapdoor Mansion, high atop Tent Hill, it's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine, featuring Frank Hemblin, Horace Pembroke, William Bentley III, with Stinky the Game Master, T.T. Schmootkins, Tishka Honeypot, Alex Springspan, and Cut Cockbirth! And now we talk games! We talk games! Here it comes! Yeah. We talk games! Full bullshit and energy! Welcome back to another episode of Arcade Weekly. And this is our the beginning of another special month. These special months, they go over like flapjacks. You know I got crackers in my mouth. Oh, you do? You yeah, it's the holiday to- <laughs> season. I'm bulking up. You didn't call Kim into the room to talk at her <laughs> no. with the crackers in your mouth? <laughs> no. That was a big part of Kyle's wedding was uh, the That's best story. man speech. Uh, I wish it just happened once, but I did that to her numerous times. <laughs> So, I stuff a sleeve of saltines <laughs> in my mouth and then proceed to try to have a conversation with her. I really wish that when you did the cake exchange, <laughs> that you would have said, <laughs> you know, I love you or I do with the cake in your mouth. <laughs> if it wouldn't have ruined her beautiful dress, she was a beautiful bride. And you know, it brings up something. 100% game talk, zero filler. Why is it that the bride will have her hair done for her wedding day that she has never, ever, ever worn her hair, nor will ever, ever, ever wear it again. It's a really good point you brought up. <laughs> you just want to, it's, I'm marrying someone else. Because it's like 80% of facial recognition, I think, has to do with hair. How hair looks and stuff. If you like, if you want to do a, draw a caricature of someone, just like the hair makes the person look like them or lack really? of hair. Yeah, that's a very well known uh, caricature thing. I, I'm not sure if it's as high as eighty percent, but it's very close to that. So it's it's so funny that you marry this girl <laughs> like that you've never seen before. <laughs> they get extensions sometimes, or mm-hmm. I mean. Chizzy for our reception. She didn't do it for her wedding day, but for her reception, she had like all these Shirley Temple curly cues going. <laughs> she never has that. But yeah. this is a big, big deal. This is the beginning of our haymaker holidays, our holiday haymakers. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> Punch you in the mouth. Now, I saw the memo. Was this a stinky idea? Or is this coming from uh, Wickack Flip, please? Oh, the whole holiday, punching yeah. the facers? No, this was your idea. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you always do I the love themes. the theme months. Yeah. Except the Shmup-tober. That was... That was all stinky. I thought this was supposed to be punch-tember. No, we can call it that. <laughs> hey, but let's start with... It's so sad to do this game after... <laughs> 
Stinky's recommendations uh, for last week's show because this is a great game. It really is compared to the last. But you know what? I like Wall Street better than this game. But I'm I'm going <laughs> to reserve that uh, judgment till we talk about the whole thing. This one is uh, from 1997, so it's a later game. Battle Circuit by Capcom. Johnny Capcom has the night off. Oh, How is that? Because I know he'd love this game. By the way, you're Kyle Von Kubik. I am That's Wiggly correct. in the booth, as always, Mike Fritz. Yo. I got to tell you, I never really thought JoJo's Bizarre Adventure was very bizarre. Mm. This is bizarre. I think this will play, <sighs> play well today with a lot of people because this, to me, contemporarily speaking, reminds me of Guardians of the Galaxy. People who are into that and those strange characters uh-huh. will get ready to have your hair blown back because these characters are even more strange. They are. And I'm really sad because I didn't do my making mechanics for this game because I wanted to find out the years on the Konami four-player games because this can be a four-player game. Yes. And I really wanted to find out the years for like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Simpsons and whatever because here is a product... Now, first of all, you got the virtual cue sound, which huge hit. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, this takes uh, place in the year 20XX, which is uh, another one. Of my something we discussed previous weeks. <laughs> Actually, 20XX is going to take a long time. I figure 20XX is going to take uh, uh, around 100 years to complete. Mm. But what about in 21XX? What about then? <laughs> Why doesn't any? And what about 20,000XXX? That's what I'm worried about. I think that would just confuse people. I don't really know why this is called Battle Circuit, because you don't really go in any circuits. No, it would lead you to believe there's some sort of like fighting tournament, but there is not. Right. You play as one of five bounty hunters, which is nice because it's a four player game. So that means there's, you know, an extra person there, which means there's um, another skill tree you can go through. Because the big draw about this game is, and I'm glad you touched on Turtles or The Simpsons, while those games, nostalgically speaking, people really have a connection to, Mm -hmm. they're not the best haymaker or, as many people call them, brawler games. Mm -hmm. They just have good franchises, and they were done well. And And four players. And they're four players. And X-Men, double-screen X-Men, and stuff like that as well. But in, in Simpsons and Turtles specifically, it's more just jumping and punching. There's not much past that where the big draw for me with this game was each of these characters have different fighting abilities and as you go through the game you get money and you can buy more attacks Mm -hmm. so they have these skill trees you go through and just as a fighting game it's a competent fighter and you're only using the same attack and jump button so for two buttons and a joystick you're doing all these different amazing moves yeah uh, which just is very impressive aside from the artwork which is very good and the music i actually enjoyed a lot but that was really the crux of this game is that the skill tree that you unlock as you progress through the game i might be getting a little ahead of myself no 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 that's fine yeah the strangeness the depth of the characters and the battle for world domination and now through a discet. <laughs> I love that. It's so 90s. With that disc in our hand, the Shiva disc. Yeah. The world will be ours. You have Brian Bruno, uh, also known as Cyber Boo. Yes. Which is blue. <laughs> Cyber Boo. But that's what I wanted my hint. My hint was supposed to be Battles are on, 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 on. <laughs> You can't really tell what he's saying. You have Cyber Boo. He's a seasoned bounty hunter. He has. Uh, 
Cyberbu, real name Brian Bruno. He is a cyborg equipped with a vast weapon array. He is a well-balanced class S bounty hunter, which that's important. His mm. type is balanced. What's his blood type? They don't say. Oh man. I'm gonna go with O. Cyberbu. So it's gotta be ooh O. That makes sense. His battle download is power-up. Battle download is like you mentioned, it's a two button game you can press both buttons together to use a special attack which will drain some of your life like uh, normal uh, fighting games but if you jump up and then press down and jump simultaneously you will get a special type of extra boost and his is to power up others will be to regain their stamina others will be to do this that and the other he does his power up as his battle down load next up is captain silver his real name is andre mishuchin he's also a class s bounty hunter who can change his body shape freely so imagine plastic Plastic man Man. yeah definitely because he looks like plastic man the way he's red and white uh, instead of red and yellow Uh, reed mr fantastic mr fantastic or or the elongated man dimble dimbly Dog shits. I can't remember his name. But, his <laughs> but he's nose closer switches. to Plastic Man because he yeah. actually turns into objects. Yeah. yeah. His powers will consume him if he loses control. I don't know when that Ooh, what that means. Yeah. His type is technical, and his battle download is defense up. So he gets more defense when he does the jump and the down button. Yeah. Next up is Yellow Iris. Uh, she's got some great knockers on her and pink hair. <laughs> yeah, she, for fans of Chitara for, for, from Thundercats, there you she's going to be right up your alley. Yeah. She's dressed a little like Poison Ivy. She's yeah. had a very low-cut green onesie on. Her real name is Diana Martinez. She's also a class S bounty hunter. Who now? Who Only the best. Class? Yeah. Who also does a little modeling. Uh, <laughs> her partner is a fox named Finn. So some of these folks will have uh, commons or, or animal friends. Her yeah. type is speedy, and her battle download is speed up. So she even gets speedier. Next up is the person that I chose first is uh, <laughs> Pink Ostrich. And her, her real name is Pinky. It's actually ah, a pink a- ostrich <laughs> with a girl in a yellow uh, hoodie. Although it's orange when she's riding on Pinky. Yeah. Uh, she's the only ostrich in the world who can fly. Right. That, they had to say that because she actually does this swooping attack that uh, picks up other characters. Her friend, Pola, Pola, Pola helps to catch her bounties. Is, Pola Abdullah, the butcher. Yep, Pola Abdullah, the butcher. Her type is uh, hit the the ostrich's type. I keep forgetting that this one is talking about the ostrich. And the ostrich is punk rock as well because the ostrich has uh, is pink and mm-hmm. has a uh, spiked bracelet around its one foot. Yes, the type is sky fighter, and the battle download is death blow. Death Which, blow. Did you get it to work? Yeah, at all. Oh, you did. I don't know. Uh, it does. Pink ostrich a little bit. Yeah. I couldn't get past the sound effect for the regular attack. The bam, 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 bam. I'm like, oh, I can't play this character. But I tried doing the death blow and nothing happened. I see. Yeah, I got it to work. I don't know what it does. but that's, yeah. uh, And then the other person I played was Alien Green. Mm-hmm. His real name is unknown. He's a fucking plant with teeth and an eyeball. He looks like that one character from Marvel vs. Capcom. You're right. You're right. Can't think of his name, but it's the same, you know, alien green, big eye, 
plant monster. Right. John Alien would know, Green. but he is a John would know, but he, he's not here. He he's has a night, night off. He's a mysterious creature who some believe to be from outer space. It is unknown why he does bounty hunting. <laughs> what class is he? His, his type is powerful. <laughs> okay. And his battle download is vitality up. So, right. So you, you could get some of your life force back if you uh, choose him. And when you play with other people, those affect them as well. Right. And if yeah. you both do like your uh, your special two button move, you will actually do a super duper pooper move if you're close together. Now you work for Henry. Hey, <laughs> who do you? I can't remember who you work for. Right. Dang, Harry. You work for Harry. Harry. <laughs> He's just this business. Why not? Yeah. He's just this businessman with white hair and a, and a red tie. And I really didn't trust Harry. You Harry. thought there was a big reveal at the end, right? Yeah. I really yeah, thought. So did I. Yeah. Because I just don't understand the motives of Harry. I don't um, understand the motives of anybody in this game. <laughs> well, they want to get this disc. This disc must be destroyed because if the Shiva disc gets into the wrong hand, the bounty hunters and, and the mysterious scientists, they're all competing to own the disc. Who will win the disc and have the last laugh? That's what I want to know. And you find out it's me, Dr. Saturn, and his blob-like sidekick. Which I got to say, I love the character design of Dr. Saturn amongst all the other characters because there is great weirdness happening. But Dr. Saturn is like <laughs> some sort of like cratered comet had flesh just draped around it. He's, <laughs> he's got this gigantic like, head. He's sort of like Megamind, I think. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a lot uglier and more well animated. He's sort of a sad sack of a villain. He's got the snidely whiplash mustache. Yeah. He's all villains combined into one, I think, as sad sack villains. Yeah. <laughs> the game opens up with a shot down the enemy ship. Great way to start. 60 nice seconds. set piece. <laughs> 60 seconds before explosion. And beautiful, beautiful graphics. Deep character design. But one thing I did notice about Capcom games, and all Capcom games are gorgeous as far as their character design. Mm -hmm. um, they should stick to 2D, let me tell you. Yeah, I agree and with that. So good. So, so good. I like some of the, the you know, the new Street Fighter versus whatever. It, it makes them be able to get games out quicker versus Tekken and whatever with the yeah. cell shading on the polygons and stuff and trying to make it look t 2D. But honestly, their 2D stuff is so beautiful. I know it just takes so long and I know all the reasons behind it, but yeah. Jesus, their stuff is good. And even the games that are blah, like I mentioned JoJo's Big Adventure, I'm, I'm not crazy about it. I'm not crazy about, what was that power guy thing? The power storm, power man. Power stone? No, no, I love that. Oh, oh, and in fact, yeah. the, you know, that's a 3D that's game. That's and all that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, um, I can't think of his name. Johnny Power, or he's a, this blonde uh, superhero. Everyone's okay. yelling at the radios right now. <laughs> really beautiful. But what I thought was, Man, if Capcom could get some of those guys from Irem to color their characters, what would that be like? That would be insane. Mm. From Did I say Irem? Uh, I hope I did. Because, yeah, you, did. you know, we talked about Irem's uh, uh, color aesthetics. And right. if we could put that, I mean, the, the characters look fine. They look great. You know, Mega Man looks great. But if they could have that extra level of mixing colors instead of just 
different shades of the same color to define their character. Having the complementary colors within the character, that would really be super and uh, would just be mind-blowing, I think. But some of the backgrounds on this, they had great background artists on this title. Just touching on the graphics a little bit, this never came to the States. European only. Thank goodness for, you know, maiming and whatnot. The backgrounds were the only thing where I like the background, like that's closest to you. I was surprised that the lack of parallax in some of the stages. It's yeah, a little nitpicking thing. I, I, you know yeah. what? I struggled a lot just to find things that to nitpick with. Uh-huh. And that was one of those things. Graphically, I think it's it's beautiful. I like all the character designs. I like the backgrounds. I like the set pieces you're in. The stages change it up, especially when the, the year that the game came out. I just wish there was a little more depth in that field. It does not hinder the game. You're right. I'm particularly speaking about stage three. Dead Heat in the Desert, which has okay. a cityscape in the background and all these flying cars in the background. Yep. And then you have another level of flying cars in the, closer to the foreground. Yeah, that was cool. And there's palm trees and like uh, sidewalk art. <laughs> Pardon me. That's some of the palm water still with me. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. three weeks later. It's no good. It's great July, isn't it? Fourth of July coming up. <laughs> <laughs> So, 2012, just around the corner. It's going to be a great year. I, I have a feeling 2012 is the year that this show is just going to go blow up. We're going to be on television <laughs> and movies and everything else. The point of this game is to punch people in the face and get money out of them. And then you use your money, as you say, to try to level up your characters with different types of Capcom joystick move button press things. And the nice thing is they show you what they are. Yeah, I can't pull off a dragon punch in Street Fighter, but I was pulling off some impressive moves in this game only because of that gap between each stage where you get to buy those power-ups or those additional moves, Mm -hmm. showing you how to do it. And because it was only two buttons, I was able to pull them off with ease. Uh, Like a lot of multiple player haymakers, you could switch out your characters when you die. You could, you know, opt for a different character. Right, right. If you're far along in the game and you've invested some money into a character, my pro player tip, don't do it. Yeah. Because the skill tree you unlocked is now gone Mm -hmm. if you switch characters. And it's not like it transfers to a different character, the money or anything like that. No, you you lost it. So if you're going to play this through, stick with one character. It's a lot more rewarding and it makes the game go along a little, not faster, but smoother for you. It's more enjoyable experience. Otherwise... If you're switching characters out constantly, you're never playing the full game and you're really missing the one big thing that makes this game different from some of its contemporaries. Yeah, you get power ups in different games and you can purchase items and and whatever. But to purchase joystick move Move sets, yeah. That's uh, that's really was really neat. The first thing that, of course, got me was the uh, pink ostrich. (laughs) <laughs> and then, this, then what got me really into it, as soon as you beat the first little section, which is just yeah. uh, Dr. Saturn on his uh, spaceship, yeah. uh, very simple, sort of just teaching you the mechanics. You go and you talk to Harry, and he tells you that next up is criminal number 5783. <laughs> <laughs> you I know, love that. Yes. You know him as Johnny, head of the Delete gang. So Delete and yeah. the floppy disk, that's cool. This but, is 90s as fuck. <laughs> you ain't kidding. But here's what got me. He's been hiding out in a disco. Are you interested? I am fucking interested. interested. <laughs> I am going in a disco with a pink ostrich. 
<laughs> and then the payoff of who Johnny is. Oh my gosh. Are you yes. kidding me? It was the most pleasurable first level that I had. And you do fever in the disco, the den of evil. Yes. So uh, you go on the disco. And Leathermen are in the background. Yeah, Leathermen. Does not look like any disco I've been in because it's giant skulls. Yeah. <laughs> and then you finally get to the big uh, fighting area, which has the word fever mm-hmm. written over the disco floor. And, uh, and up from the elevators comes Johnny. Hello, baby. <laughs> Today's guests are bounty hunters. Everyone knows they're bounty hunters. Everyone wants to kick the bounty hunter's ass. Everyone's busting on the bounty hunters being here. It oh, is, and real quick, the yeah. when the characters speak, their head and the text box come up like, you know, a Windows 95 window. You know, it has like the, the bar, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like the yeah, vintage yeah, 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 computer yeah, yeah, yeah. look. Sure. It just a, a little touch like that goes a long <laughs> way, you know, when you see something like that. So each time characters are speaking between them, it flashes up on the screen and they're talking in their little animation window and then the texts are coming by like it's an old PC. I thought that was really cool. It is because this floppy disk can control all the computers in the world. Mm. All computerized devices. I know I've. From a pyramid, evidently. <laughs> I know I've seen this show, whatever show that was that that happened, uh, maybe every show in the, in the 90s. I think it was even yeah. even on the episode of The Equalizer. Remember that show? <laughs> Vaguely. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a guy as old as The Hills from like MI6 or whatever he was in, FBI or something, CIA, and he punches people in the face and stuff, mm-hmm. saves women. And he's basically got an ad in a newspaper if you need anyone to help you with anything. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to have a baby. Okay, I'll come over. Um, so <laughs> Perfect you, for so you. <laughs> up from fever comes this wonderful Elvis. Yes. And he's playing a guitar and he shoots notes at you and, uh, and all this other business. And when you defeat him, <laughs> this stage is more DJ boy than DJ boy. It is. <laughs> it really is. Cause he shoots musical notes and everything else. Yeah. And, uh, you know, bombs and, and, and strums his guitar and he hits the splits. That's what was part of my uh, clue. Big old fat old Elvis hits the splits. Now he's not fat old Elvis until you beat him. And then he yes. blows up into a puff of smoke and he's laying on the ground. He's about half his height that he was. And his Elvis suit is off of his chest and belly area. His belly is almost as tall as he used to be. <laughs> Everything's so huge and funny. And he's, uh, he's poor fat old Elvis laying there. Yep. Each cleared level, you're gauged on your clear time. You get a rank for your clear time. You get points. You get a final bonus. You get a time bonus. And then you get the vital bonus. That's My favorite. Your st- vital bonus. And you get your stacks of money. And then you uh, you get a disc, and then the disc is stolen from you. <laughs> but again, <laughs> this is a, this is a line I love from Harry. He goes, "Yo, bring the disc to me." <laughs> <laughs> yes. When he said that, I cracked up. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting piece of dialogue. Also, very popular in this game, scumbag, scumhead, scumface. The characters are constantly oh calling God. each other something with scum in it. Yeah, and it's like, you bastard. Yeah. And, and then there's stage three, like I mentioned, the one that I like the most, Dead Heat in the Desert, even though there's really not a lot of desert. Um, You're chasing after Dr. Saturn in a vehicle that is called Black Elephant. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It looks nothing like that. It's got like a shark face painted on it. It looks like sort of spaceship or something. Art design is just so cool. It's very cool, especially Barbara's art design. Barbara's art design, because she looks like big uh, 
uh, Big Barda. She looks a little like that, but her, her motorcycle gang minions. Yes, and their thongs. They got thongs, and their jackets are open. I don't see any top on them. No, there is no top on them. They are sexy. That's, don't worry, no Ariel was showing. No Ariel. They were dudes. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, and with the tuck going on. <laughs> My only criticism of this game is the lack of areolas yeah the lack of areolas number one and the repetitiveness of the of the villains uh, lots of just recycle minor, yeah lots of recycle although i gotta say i'm a big fan of the iguana men or the lizard men oh my god the way that their head is cocked back like it was they took a lizard and shoved them into a suit it's not like a like an anthropomorphic lizard no it's like they took an actual lizard and they're like go on and fight and it's like i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> Because <laughs> they just sort of stagger towards you. Because they are bacillusk lizards. The, okay. the, the dudes that run on their hind legs all over the place. Because that's how they run. Now, this is side view, so you can't really get that really wide back and forth wiggle. But that is Oh, those the lizards that like run yeah. on the desert? Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Because they keep their head up like that, too. Yes, they but do. They, they have clothes on. And some of them throw bombs, I think. But that is exactly exactly what they're doing. It's so, so funny. Uh, a lot of humor in this game. <laughs> I mean, Dr. Saturn is just, I think he should have his own game where basically don't do anything except see him get disappointed. I'm not kidding. I'd love to see a motion picture of these characters. I don't know why they're bounty hunters. These guys should be a team together. And I would pay good money to see this as a live action film. I agree. That's why I meant, you know, you had these franchises with the Konami four player games, but this game has really deep character design that could easily stack up against them, not just in gameplay and game fun, as characters. They're, they're just great characters. Yeah. So after that level, you actually do the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles riding on a jet ski, sky cycle, whatever the hell you yeah. want to call it, except it's not impossible. <laughs> no, it's very. it's actually very easy. And they call it a bonus stage, but it's not a bonus stage. It's, a, it's just a part of that level. Right on. You chase him off the cliff. Yeah. And then you land in the beach, and then you actually get to fight Barbara and her uh, horde of jellyfish. <laughs> They're a pain in the ass. They are, but it's pretty easy to understand what you're supposed to do. Knock the jellyfish out of the way, mm-hmm. go up to her, punch her in the clit, and be done with it. <laughs> oh, my. Or oh tuck. My. Or tuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's probably more like it. <laughs> Then you find out about the Shiva systems and how they can control the computers in the world. You can conquer the world with this power. You know, <laughs> Three and a half discet, you got the world. <laughs> floppy, floppy, it's, it's all beaten up. And you know what it is? It's, it's not even a floppy drive. It's like a mini disc. Uh, yeah. But then again, it's black, so I don't know. It's not currently operable. Maybe it's one of those uh, optical drives? It is a, it's a sort of optical. I don't know Cartridges. how it just, it's, it's really hard to know. Yeah, but I know this. Harry tells you it will be disastrous if the disc is used with evil. Obviously, <laughs> again, feeding into Harry's probably the antagonist at the end of this. I don't know why he isn't. I'm glad they didn't go the uh, cliche route. I as well. Stage four is the sneak in and foil Doctor Saturn's plans. 
I really thought I'm like, oh, the game's over already. Let's <laughs> play through this. This is more of a vertical level where you're trying to go up uh, like a mountain, but it's just still it's still a platform where you fight everybody on. But you're yeah. you're traveling up a mountain. You find Saturn's lab, and then you go into places that really change the scenery. It, like I said, the desert level, you see a city in the background, and this level starts out with like caverns and uh, like a waterfall and then you're inside a checkerboard floor and a brick floor and all this other type of stuff and this is where you start to see some of the repetitiveness with the enemies because now nothing really new is coming at you it's still the same lizard man it's still the same like gigantor looking robots yeah but the time that you're spending in the stages was just the right amount so that it it was almost like a forget forgivable offense I agree. I wish there was more, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like, oh man, I'm. It's it's not like Narc where you're fighting yeah. hordes and hordes and hordes of the same character over and over again. Right on. I forgot there was a, a mid boss, Rob version 3.0. He's a bigger version of the Gigantorish robots that you fight. Right. In, and he's black. Takes a um, few more hits. Yeah. You're in Saturn's palace and you fight Doctor Octopus. No, you fight, <laughs> you fight. Say hello to Octopus. Octopus 2, actually. Octopus Mark 2. I don't know where Mark 1 was. He reminds me of something you'd fight or you'd expect to see in a Metal Slug game. And the way he moves. He moves great. All all the animation is huge for each character. Not only are they they deep uh, as far as their design, but they have huge amounts of animation. Yeah, and especially uh, with him, there's like a payoff because when I was first looking at it, I'm like, okay, octopus, I'm not seeing it. I see it looks like a tank with four legs. And then all of a sudden, his head comes out of the uh, body mm-hmm. and he's got like a robotic octopus face and he's got the two tentacles going. I was like, ah, now I get it, Mark <laughs> II, octopus. <laughs> and he's kind of like steam engine looking. Yeah. Like he's got he's got the locomotive whistles on the side of him. Yep. Yep. So uh, a lot of thought was put into these guys. Oh, what kind of thought? I don't know because they're very strange. <laughs> but they, there's definitely a level of care here. Dr. Saturn is called an insane bastard at this point. <laughs> I'm telling you. And who the hell are you? In comes this machine. Yeah, this is where shit gets weird. Yeah. Like even more weird. Yeah. Because it's these mud vomiting snails pulling a chariot yep. with a giant robot with fire lances and uh, stuff like this you find out who he is later stages and then he runs away and he goes to talk to first he's going to go take the disc to pluto yeah why not um, and he talks to <laughs> Doc and Jennifer. And Doc, <laughs> and I love that baboon, man. Doc is a giant fat baboon with a huge <laughs> serpent tongue, a yeah. jet pack, and a mace. Uh, I think he's like enslaved. Shackle. I yeah, don't know. He is. And I, I got to bring it up now. Uh, when you fight him, there's one piece of animation that only happened once because you're trying to beat the shit out of him. And I'm not sure if it, Capcom would have approved of this if they would have seen it, but he whacks his tiny wiener off real fast, like a like a monkey would, like a spider. No, monkey. yes, I did not see you that. You have got to try to get back to that level where he does it because it's really fast, and he, you know, <laughs> you, you know how they go, <laughs> they go really fast. Uh, Dude, and just beat it, and it was very short because then I then I punched him, but yes, and it's so so bizarre, and so it's this pith helmet wearing lady being held by this giant imprisoned. <laughs> baboon and he's talking to uh i forget what the robot's name is zipang 
Oh, it is Zipang. Okay. Yeah. Zipang uh, creates a boom tube, a vortex hole, and he's going to Pluto, I guess. Now you do the jungle battle, stage five jungle battle, escape from the death line. <laughs> uh, and this is sort of a bonus level as well. You're in a glass yeah, enclosure. Um, enclosure, and there's giant spiked wheels coming towards you, and you have to try to break the glass before uh, before time so, runs out. I think 20 yeah. seconds. Pretty easy to do. I didn't do it. <laughs> what? Really? Well, because I did my death strike, and <laughs> I didn't know what. So I got kicked you, out. You of overthought the, it. Yeah, I got kicked out of the thing. Oh, hello. Yeah. Turn the page. Yeah. I managed to escape. But am I in Delete's prison camp? <laughs> One of the things which was kind of odd, too, is the go. You know, to move you forward, you know, go, go, go yeah. forward, this way, that way. Is Harry in this box, and he's saying go, go. He's insisting on it. He's pointing yeah. in the direction you should go. And he, but he's talking into a microphone. Yeah. Like a la, uh, what is it, Smash TV? Yeah, I, it's just out of nowhere. It's and strange. for some reason, Dr. Saturn is imprisoned in this uh, shack during this stage. I, well, he's help. not in with Zipang, that's why. But he still comes back later in the game. I just, uh, so Zipang captured him? I, I, I guess. No I one know. knows. That wasn't, that wasn't made clear. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. Here's where you fight Arnold, and Arnold will be repurposed as different people as well. And he's sort of like the Hulk, I guess. And then later he has forearms, and he's different colors. He's red, he's green, mm. uh, he's uh, purple, I think. And sometimes he has horns, stuff like that there. Forgot to mention some of the food power-ups. You have like a Slurpee. Slush, yes. Uh, a slush. And oh, when, and when there's multiple people on the screen, you get big food items too. Like you get a big apple or a big turkey and people can take multiple bites from it. Which oh, that's, right. a cool, that's another cool little touch. Yeah, and then it's like, well, the one boss at the end, the pig roast, he's down to the bones. There's this three slices of watermelon, which just made me so hungry when I saw them. <laughs> they were so they were drawn so well and they were just in the perfect slices that would go right in the gullet. The one part you punch a banana tree... <laughs> You beat, mm -hmm. you beat up a banana tree and, you know, bananas fall off. Now you fight Dave. <laughs> fight Dave. Dave. He's, you know, Dave. <laughs> he's this uh, big fella with, uh, I'll tell you what, much better than The Rock as far as a guy with a scorpion sticking out his ass. <laughs> he, he's sort of like one of the Sepentor gangs that had the snake body. I can't Wait, remember Wait, was that name. from G.I. Joe? Yeah. Okay, because I was trying to remember when I was looking at him. I'm like, that's a character from G.I. Joe, but I couldn't put it together. Yeah, but Sepentor didn't have the snake body, but there was another guy that had a snake body. He's sort of half snake, half scorpion with a wolf face. He's uh, kind of like a mole. He's got like, yeah, his hands yeah. have these big claws. And that's why I thought he was a scorpion. So like Dave makes sense. Yeah, perfect <laughs> sense. It also says the number, the Roman numeral two on him, even though he's not Dave two. So I don't, that confused me. It's Dave Mark two. We missed the first adventure, evidently. Uh, yeah. Doc and uh, Jennifer, J Jennifer are, are scared since uh, you defeat Dave and no, you'll get me too. So he flies away on his jetpack. Now's when you beat up the banana tree. You're asking where Zipang went and now you fight Doc and Jennifer. And like I said, <laughs> That Gibbon, he whacks it, I'm sure of it. I gotta go back and I'm check sure that out. When you defeat him, he looks awesome. He, yep. His tongue is out, and uh, he just looks great. Then you go into the warp gate to 
lead you to the scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> now you're on stage six. Chase Zipbang as you go down the river. Yes. <laughs> what river? You're in Fujiyama City, and it's the headquarters of the Delete Gang, and then you get to see more thong women. And by the way, you have a, like a charge power? Just holding down the attack, you'll charge up, and you'll do a little bit of a special attack, a little more damage. Useful in a lot of the boss stages, when the bosses give you time earlier in the game. Once you get some of the special moves, it's probably best to use those instead. Right on. Then you get on a Japanese uh, wooden boat. I guess that's to go down a river. Zip hangs in. He says, screw you. (laughs) You chased me, but now I'll retreat. You're in front of these uh, people that have the pig roast, as I mentioned, and I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if it's Caligula or what. And <laughs> you fight like a, you fight a tractor, I think. And then you fight Zipang and he gets his snails uh, going. Oh, you're talking about the, the, what they call cyber samurai? That's the, it, the cyber tractor. samurai. I guess it's two samurais inside of some mech suit or they are the mech suit. Well, I think it's the snails inside there because their eyeballs pop out. It's the snail stalks. Oh, really? I think that's what it is. All right, I got to go back and look at that. Because these snails are weird. They have like ram horns yes. on a harness on their heads, and they have talons. It looks like if weird. Steve Ritchie took acid before <laughs> designing Black Knight 2000. Yeah. Like he would come up with this. Because really, it's got a Black Knight 2000 vibe it about it, but just from Dimension X. And I really, I don't know why, and I'm not sure if this is true, but if you look at Zipang's outfit and the colors of that patch that he's wearing, I think that was originally supposed to be a swastika or something. I, I agree. I thought you were going to bring that up. At he, first he, look, that's what it looks like. It's a nuclear symbol, but it's Yeah, all right. Of, I, yeah, that's good. I, I would describe it like that. It's sort of weird. It's sort of half Luftwaffe. Half a swastika. Not quite Charlie Chaplin with the double X's, but it's pretty close. <laughs> right. What was that called? Uh, the Dictator, right? Great Dictator. Great Dictator. Yeah. I'm getting ready to... I, in fact, I just saw it. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, safety Last with live organists. Fantastic. In fact, they had two live organists. That's Foster cool that Keaton. they're doing that by you, by oh, the wait, way. Wait, let me tell you. Number one, this is the one I've been waiting for. The first one that uh, we saw at the Grand Theater mm-hmm. was... Uh, Metropolis? Metropolis, yeah, which sort of a given. I uh, stalk you on social media. That's how I know. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> These are the silent films where it takes five minutes for some person to walk from one end of the room to the other to turn off a light <laughs> switch. <laughs> They're so dramatic about it. But, uh, you know, Metropolis is super. It was the highly edited American version. Uh-huh. Uh, when I, It's okay, though, because to see what the organist did with the, the score really made it its, yeah. uh, his own. I, Better I could, than that Philip Glass bullshit from the 80s yeah i could not wait for the steam horns to blow that was oh yeah that was my most anticipated aspect of the movie i was i I could i just could not wait to see what the organist was going to do with the steam whistle i mean there's only so many ways you could go but uh i I was really gonna mark out for that and i did (laughs) if we did it it'd be stinky (laughs) farting right (laughs) that would be terrible remember the time that i made him sit on the mic and he left out that little (laughs) and his, his muffled voice i didn't hear a fart <laughs> Something like that. He's crazy, that guy. I'm glad he's not here today. Anyway, uh, but then it was Faust. It's amazing the the uh, double exposures and all the crazy tricks that these German silent film producers did. 
but safety last the american film safety last with buster keaton's gonna be was the last one he was the guy he was a stuntman he lost fingers yeah the silent movie stuntman star yeah chaplin played it safe oh yeah yeah definitely but uh but still a great great character Both pioneers yeah and uh, Buster Keaton, of course. Okay, so you're fighting Zip Pang. Stuff's happening. The, the, uh, <laughs> the snails are vomiting yeah. brown mud on you. They're vomiting fireballs at you. Just funny, gross, interesting. Why Zip Pang, you beat him and these little <laughs> dancing That's like the question teams. of this game. Why? <laughs> Pluto, the boss of the elite. Where's Pluto? He left to activate the Shiva system with the disc. Zipang's just giving up Pluto. He's giving him right up. Yeah. <laughs> he bounces. He's, in, he's out. Yeah, he's in the Neo Andes Mountains. Stage seven is a showdown, a desperate battle with the Shiva system. Now, I think yeah. that sort of gives it away. Why are you going to battle the Shiva system? It's just a disc with a... Don't you just press off? Evidently not. No. Fine. You got to rehash all the villains yeah. you've previously beat. <laughs> yeah, Black Elephant, Octopus, probably... Stage five. Then you get on these really weird discs inside of this pyramid with the raw sun god type of things yeah. in the background. And these discs are being pulled by not Circes, but some other type of half bird, half wolf type of things. They're rowing you along on these discs of Tron and you're going upwards, sort of. Then you fight uh, Pluto mm-hmm. and he's trying to jump on you like Nero jumped on Pompeia. And you fight him, he does a lot of different shit. I don't really. I didn't really care for Pluto. He, but yeah. he does your power-ups. He, he'll do, like, to gain health, to gain uh, vitality, right, whatever, power-up. He, he'll do all those. He was the my least favorite mm. character design. It didn't appear like there was as much thought put into him. Definitely or maybe not. they just ran out. Of, all their good ideas were out there, and they were just like, eh, we'll just make him some blobbish-type character. That jumps on you with his butt. Yeah. yeah. Shiva's already online. What is that human control program? Uh, something terrible is happening, Harry. What should we do? Now, here's where you get two options. Yep. You can forcibly pull out the disc or fight the master program who is materializing. Just pull out the disc. But you better be prepared. Oh, wait, you're not playing for quarters. Fight, fight that program. <laughs> Blue, what will you do? And then it says you're given a choice to fight the master program or pull out the disc. Is it really a choice? Or is it, it a is. fake? It, okay. it's, it's biometric. You have to have at least... A thousand coins. Um, oh yeah, o- over thirty million points. Okay, and have I think it's six or five of your special moves unlocked gotcha. to have the option to fight the master program. Okay, and the master program is a goblin riding atop a ghost dragon because that's how computers work. <laughs> he is by all measures a jinn. And yes. he will ride different colored dragons depending on what he wants him to do, like a fire dragon or, or, yep. or the blue dragons, like an ice dragon. And then he'll also ride an octopus that turns into a uh, tornado, like most octopuses. This um, is the cheapest battle in the game. Mm. This was designed to make you spend about $20 to see the credits. Yeah. I mean, it's horribly difficult. It's way unbalanced. And even with your special moves, it's, it's just difficult. I think this is another point where it's said that John had to be off today because, but he'll be given a pro player tip. All right. Yes. Because the Jin commences his final defense system, which is called program genocide. So <laughs> that would have really pleased John. John loves genocide. Oh, he's just really into it. Chasing people with forks. Oh no, he got chased by a fork. 
So that's it. You forgot that when you beat him, yeah. he's he's face down, bare ass up. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's so funny. And then you watch the sunrise, uh, not in real time, like in um, Victory Run. Uh, Victory. <laughs> I always talk about Victory Run for the Turbo Graphics, yes. where you actually watch the sunset in real time. You complete your mission. Everything's okay. You get your rewards. In fact, uh, Harry's very charitable. He gives you double your your rewards. Mm-hmm. Why? You know, this is kind of weird. I thought, okay, he's going to stab you in the back. No. Uh, Harry's uh, a good dude, evidently. Yeah. The Shiva ship blows up in outer space. And then you get all the characters that, that go across screen. And it's pretty funny because Dr. Saturn hits them with some type of ray that turns them into penguin bodies and and little squirrels and things like that so there's your great uh, japanese animal what you calls yeah and then another funny thing happens at the end so it's worth watching the credits the credits aren't huge but uh they have some fun things going on and it's a very fun very enjoyable game all around only with that one drawback from me and one from you yeah all right man well we're way over this was a huge game it was stacked we went through each level this was more of a review show than it was uh, just talking about the game. I remember seeing Battle Circuit mentioned a lot, but I don't know if it ever was it released for any other system. Do you know? No, no. Wow. It was it was only in the arcade and it was only in Japan and Europe. Yeah. Here's John with your Blow Blair Blip. Magic suck. Okay, uh, yeah, here's me, John, back at the art end of the show once again with the old uh, pro player tip. And um, we're talking about Battle Circuit uh, this week. Uh, okay, my pro player tip for you this week is um, to get a Capcom CPS2 BIOS for your MAME so you can actually run this fucking game because that's why I'm back doing the tips because I couldn't get this thing to go so uh, get your CPS2 BIOS or a WinCalyx emulator and you will actually be able to play a battle circuit because obviously I don't know anything about the actual game because I haven't played it other than Elvis is in it and I think Wiggly and Kyle probably really liked it but hey happy holiday haymaker Hitler and, um, you know, it's, you know, things could be worse. You know, uh, I could have, we could have lost an entire episode or something because I couldn't get my MP3 software to work. That would never happen, I'm sure. But yeah, um, have a good Monday and, um, I guess I'm glad to be back. All right. Bye-bye. Well, I have a feeling we're way over, right? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. How are we going to trim it down? We're not. John said it's our fucking show. We could go as long as we want. <laughs> and now here's T.T. Schmootkins with next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game Audio Clue. Hello, I am Titty Schmootkins. Here is next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, dudes. All right, what's your clue for next week's uh, game? Lupin the Third. Remember, we're sticking to the haymakers. That's right. Holiday oh, haymakers. Oh, oh. Yeah. Mine's going to be, don't let go of Sarah. 
<laughs> Both right. of these are very deceiving. Not really. No, they point you in the right direction, actually. Yeah. For once. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us for our first uh, holiday haymaker. We went way over, but uh, Stinky gave us a thumbs up, and he'll cut it down for the radio edit. But you get the whole thing. Nice. All the goodies. Okay, bye. Happy birthday, Chiz. right over here. I had launch. I'll, I'll, I was buried in a beaver. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, how was your launch? <laughs> no problem.